Welcome to Sizzlin' Arrow Outdoors, where we learn to cultivate, harvest, and prepare clean, organic food. I am Paul Rhodes, host and founder of this podcast and the company known as Sizzling Arrow Outdoors. I trust that you had listened to the introduction show that we had posted a few weeks ago, and hopefully now you kind of understand and know a little bit more about us. You know, if, if you did tune in a couple weeks ago, thank you for listening and welcome back. You're tuning in for the first time today. Uh, Sizzling Arrow really is here to share knowledge, gain new insights, and learn how to grow, hunt, and prepare clean organic meats, vegetables, and other non-GMO items. This way we can break away from genetically engineered foods to live a longer and healthier life. We also provide support for our local farms, restaurants, and help create an understanding on how wild game is an important part of helping our local farms and how it adds value to the culinary world and also provides value to our communities as a whole. So with that being said, today we're going to talk about the differences of self-harvested wild game, farm-raised and grocery store bought meats. We're going to do a little comparison on cost and quality. Yeah, I mean, really, there there is some significant differences. The differences in that is uh, based around the quality, uh, flavor, healthiness, and even the cookability of the meat. Over the years, I've become more mindful of the lack of quality that we find in the grocery stores, especially in the meat department. I mean, honestly, you know, it, it's in all aspects of the grocery stores the quality is suffering depending on which stores you go to some are better than others i'm not even going to get started in the seafood department uh seafood department but anyway that that's a whole other episode in itself so there's just so much to discuss in that and there's a lot of disgusting things to discuss in that so we'll we'll save that for another episode and get into just the red meats for today so the meat that we find in the grocery store is very in quality as i mentioned from store to store and that is caused by a few different things some some of it's due to the packaging used and how they are packaged some of it is due to where the meat is purchased and brought into the store and how it was handled during the shipping and also uh, handled in the store. These differences uh, have an effect on taste, texture, and freshness of the meats. If you want good quality meat with less added solutions, you'll probably need to shop at more of the higher end grocery stores, which charge quite a bit of money for their meat. At least this is a perception that people have. The more that you spend on the meat, the better quality it is. There's one big question that we really should be asking ourselves and that might arise through this is, are we really getting better quality meat or are we just paying more for roughly the same thing? That, that's kind of hard to tell for 100% because we are not 100% sure of where they uh, really get the meat from, if it's the same as uh, the general store down the road. So we can't be 100% sure. One thing I can be sure of is I don't want to and I can't afford to pay $29.99 a pound for tenderloin on a regular basis, especially if I don't know for sure that is premium, grass-fed, clean meat. I'm sure a lot of other people can agree with me on that. When comparing beef at a high-end grocery store versus our general grocery stores that we shop at on a regular basis, I mean, the higher-end grocery stores are more of a specialty store. Uh, at least they are for me. I don't go there often, but when I do, it's usually on a special occasion. With those stores, you may be able to taste a slight difference in flavor or tenderness, but 
it's not really substantial. So that's where the question comes in that I mentioned a few minutes ago. The true difference between these two stores, from my observations anyway, is the way the products are handled and how long they will last before going bad. So if you purchase a steak from, let's say, store A, which is a high-end, supposed organic style store, the meat generally will last a few days longer than the meat that you get at regular store B that still has the butcher's section. They have their own butcher on hand, but for some reason the meat doesn't last quite as long as the other one. Now, that could be a couple different reasons. Reason number one is that a store B could not have had it stored properly at the proper temperature. It could be an older cut of meat. It could have been exposed to more oxidation or more air more regularly than it should have been. So there's a lot of different factors in that. With these two stores, I mean, they're both similar in many ways. Uh, they both have a meat counter, as I mentioned. They both have an in-house butcher and both claim at least the ones that I had, claimed to have grass-fed beef, which is supposedly organic, grass-fed, free-range meat. So really, there shouldn't be that much of a difference. I've tried steaks from both types of stores, and honestly, as I said before, the flavor, the texture, the cookability, it's not a huge noticeable difference. And honestly, I don't think it's really worth paying that higher price tag for that, especially if you plan to cook the meat that night, which I usually, if I want a steak, I'm going to go buy it that day and I'm going to cook it that night. I don't, I don't want to purchase the meat and then have it sit in the fridge. I'd rather just go to the store, take 10 minutes, grab what I need and take it home and cook it that night. The grade of meat, of course, at the store A, higher end store, um, was a higher grade, higher end you know, store, higher grade meat uh, than the general store B. Uh, but again, both claim to be free-range grass-fed, and of course, both of these are better than the lower-grade individual packaged items that we would find at, let's say, our bigger box stores, such as Walmart or Target. Uh, personally, I don't shop for my meat at those stores. Again, in my opinion, the higher-end store A is not worth the extra $10 a pound uh, versus the, what I would get at store B. To get the best flavor from the meat, the meat needs to be cared for properly from slaughter to aging to packaging delivery and finally at the store a lot of the issues we find with our grocery store meat is that the animals are exposed to enormous amounts of stress before slaughter when the animal is stressed this will increase the ph levels of the meat resulting in lower shelf life tougher and less flavorful meat i.e what you would find at the bigger box stores that is why most of the chicken and pork we buy today uh, has added solutions to enhance flavor and provide a juicier tender meat, at least so they claim. It really angers me when I go to saute a pork chop or even a chicken breast and get a nice sear on the surface. It looks beautiful, ready to put it in the oven and finish it up. I throw it in the oven and it's time to take it out and I pull it out and I've got like an inch of solution on the bottom of my pan, which completely it makes it kind of grossed out, but it also ruins my serum, just makes the meat not as palatable to me anyway. This is, I mean, to me, honestly, like I said, this is this is disgusting and uh, should not happen. If the animals are taken care of properly, there would be no need to put additive solutions in the meat for enhancement because if they are treated properly and managed properly and raised properly, slaughtered properly, there's no need to have that extra flavor additions or enhancements to it because the meat is delicious and flavorful as it is. 
you know, the solutions they put into it, it doesn't only add unnecessary sodium to the meat, but it also provides a reverse effect to the benefit of the solutions that they claim uh, when you freeze the meat. So when you have meat that is pumped with these solutions and they are frozen with, when they're frozen, the added water becomes crystallized and breaks down the cell membranes of the meat, resulting in an undesirable texture tougher meat and is not very appealing or tasty in that matter. There's been many times where I've frozen chicken because I decided to try to save some money and I'd buy in bulk. This was a while ago, so I've learned my lesson since then, but I'd buy the bulk chicken, freeze some of it, and then I'd go to defrost it and cook it up and that stuff was almost unedible because it was just so tough and no flavor whatsoever. Um, not that the regular chicken that was in that bulk thing before I froze it was much better. It was pretty tasteless anyway, but it, it was even worse after I had frozen and unthawed it. Um, there has been multiple occasions uh, during grocery, shor- uh, grocery shopping that I have experienced uh, to where I've seen packaged chicken that had frost on the packaging, uh, sausages to uh, ribs as well, and or they were partially frozen. Uh, and clearly the package it said it had never been frozen even though it was frozen at one point which means that too much in my opinion that too much chicken was purchased by the store and that they had to freeze some of it to keep it from going bad Um, again are we truly getting what we are paying for when this happens if we purchase an item that says never been frozen but actually has I don't know about you but to me I'm not getting what I paid for because i purchased an item that was supposedly not frozen that should never been frozen but ended up being frozen because they didn't order the proper amounts or wasn't taken care of properly and again the quality suffers considerably after it has been frozen especially uh you know with commercial meats since we are kind of covering the overbuying and low quality uh, aspect of this i have noticed you know in some grocery stores in my area selling oxidized and or close to rotten meat on their shelves uh, at a discounted price you know be careful of the uh, manager special stickers that right there should be a big red flag (laughs) that's saying we have too much and we need to get rid of it before it goes bad or it has started to turn and please buy this at an extremely discounted price this really is a sign of poor management lack of care poor handling or storage and lack of respect for the consumer it makes me angry that they would even attempt to sell such items to the public especially the ones that you can clearly see is getting a green tinge on it and that's still on the shelf for sale that that should be thrown out so it's hard for me to really imagine the waste that happens uh, in these type of stores due to poor management. Really, if better management practices are in place, there will be less waste and no need to attempt to sell such trash to our uh, to the general public. Another thing we don't think about is how the large plants treat the meat after slaughter to prevent bacterial growth. At least I never really thought about that until recently. There have been a few studies done over the years looking into this exact topic and then what was found honestly was alarming and pretty disgusting. These ingredients or practices are not included in the labels of the meat so we really don't know which ones have been treated and which ones have not. We have to rely on our senses to kind of pick that out and the visuals of the product. These meats and stuff have been solutioned or desanitized with the 
following uh, chlorine baths, uh, ammonia, carbon monoxide, and other ingredients really, as I said, that we have no clue are in the foods we are consuming. There's been a few times when I have smelt the chlorine and ground beef after opening the package. Well, you know, I didn't eat it because it grossed me out. So back to the store it went. The chlorine is really bad in shrimp. I don't know if you've ever eaten at a fish house or had cheap frozen shrimp. The chlorine taste in those and smell is just overbearing. I mean, we wouldn't we wouldn't go out and just drink a cup of bleach, right? I know I wouldn't. So really, why are we going to eat food that has been sanitized with it? In my opinion, this is not cool, and it's clearly not healthy for you. We need to be mindful uh, of what we buy and who we buy it from. Uh, we, we must be knowledgeable on what to look for uh, when purchasing meats and produce and groceries so we don't buy poor quality or even worse, dangerous spoiled items. We want to make sure that we are purchasing the cleanest and freshest meat possible to feed our families and you know to make sure that we live a healthier lifestyle. This is where I feel that harvesting wild game and buying directly from uh, local farmers is a huge benefit not just to our health, but it also ensures clean quality food that we can serve to our families each and every day. One of the biggest benefits that come along with harvesting your own meat or buying it directly from the farm is that you know what's in the meat uh, you are eating. It has not been messed with. No added hormones, no antibiotics uh, unless absolutely needed. So no solutions, no chemicals. It's clean, it's fresh, it's healthy. Also knowing that you had put in the hard work if you do go out and hunt your own meat to provide the meat for your family or knowing that you had helped support a local family farm and help him or her provide for their family. This honestly, for me anyway, uh, really adds a sense of pride and appreciation for each plate that I put on my table and I'm sure it would do the same for others. Now, you can't, I mean, you know, let, let's be honest. You, you can't eat a whole deer, a whole elk, a whole pig, a whole cow in one sitting. You do have to fabricate vacuum seal and freeze portion or a majority of this meat and save it for a later date. Now, you may be thinking, well, didn't you just say that you shouldn't freeze the meat because it reduces the quality of the meat? Well, yes, I did say that. And yes, it does reduce the quality of the meat. But Think of it this way, or you know, give this some thought real quick. Wild game and farm-raised meat have not had any solutions or chemicals added to it. Okay, the animals live very low-stress life, and the meat hasn't been sitting in a plant or store for a week or two weeks or however long it may be sitting after the aging process before being shipped off or purchased by you at the actual store. So, first thing. It's not added solution. There's no extra sodium, no extra uh, chemicals into that. It wasn't bathed with chlorine. And uh, you're also getting it at least two to three weeks fresher when you buy it directly from the farm or you harvest it yourself. Yeah, so there you have it. Those are two of the main things of what the benefits are. Now, because it doesn't have the extra solutions, when you freeze it, there's less crystallization within that meat and it doesn't really affect the flavor of that meat too too much. Another benefit of it is, uh, again, you know exactly what's in that meat. And you also know that it hasn't been frozen and thawed and refrozen, which each time you freeze a meat, let's say you 
have a piece of meat you thaw it out you're like ah well i don't really want it i'm gonna throw that back in the freezer and freeze it again you do that again each time you do that you decrease the quality of the meat because it adds more crystallization into that meat which yeah it's not good a little tip if you unthaw it make sure you eat it <laughs> don't refreeze it because that's gonna really diminish the quality quickly i'm sure that happens uh, the freezing thawing refreezing uh, happens more than we know in the grocery stores and that's why we get some of that tough tasteless meat as well i have been eating wild game and farm raised meats for years and even with it being frozen the flavor, the texture, the color, it so much surpasses the quality of most grocery store meats that I have ever tried. And believe me, I've tried a lot in a couple different states. Yeah, it, it definitely surpasses in quality even after being frozen. When it comes to good quality fresh meat, the handling and storage of the meat is very important. Ideally, fresh meat and poultry should be stored between 32 to 36 degrees Fahrenheit. If not stored within that temperature range, the risk of bacterial growth increases. Really the sweet spot for bacteria to grow and increase the probability of a foodborne illness is between 41 degrees Fahrenheit and 140 degrees Fahrenheit. So staying out of those ranges while storing or holding food is very, very important. If you have vacuum sealed items such as whole chickens, turkey, individual packaged meats, and a seal is broken, that meat can easily become contaminated with bacteria become oxidized and spoil very quickly. So if you do purchase individually packaged items from a grocery store, which I would try to avoid, uh, I, I don't recommend buying individually packaged meats from the grocery store. Now, if you're buying directly from the farm, they will have individually packaged uh, products, which th those are fine. Just make sure you inspect those as well. And when you're inspecting it, you want to make sure that you check for holes in the seal. If it's not tight up against the meat and it seems to be kind of loose and the meat's kind of moving around or if you see little air pockets in there um, that is not a tight seal and you should not purchase that it's pretty easy to tell uh, if it's been punctured or not a close inspection at the store will save you a lot of headache when you get home trust me been there done that lastly i want to discuss the cost of the meats uh, this is where it gets really interesting before we finish things up for today as i mentioned earlier prime quality grass-fed tenderloin goes for around 29.99 a pound in north carolina at least at high-end store down the road from me that's pretty expensive i don't care who you are uh, when you start buying for a family of four even if it's just for a special occasion it that bill gets pretty high so let's drop it down to a grocery store value pack on cost. Let's say value pack of ribeye steaks. You get four ribeyes, $7.99 a pound. You can almost guarantee that these are not free range uh, just due to the cost or grass fed. The value pack generally means that we need to get rid of this before it goes bad. So like I said, they're four ribeyes, 16 ounce steaks each. Uh, that would be roughly $32. I mean, honestly, for a steak dinner for four, that's not bad when you look at price. But again i'm sure quality not very good maybe cheaper but honestly is what's really in the meat and again you gotta ask yourself how old is this and why is it so cheap uh, generally if it's too good to be true yeah usually it is now let's get into buying a half of beef from a farmer getting it prepackaged straight from the processing plant and into your freezer Half a cow, according to the research that I've done, uh, I was looking at the Grandview Farms website in North Carolina, 
It's about 330 pounds for a hanging weight. Now this means it's been skinned, no head or hooves. The cost breakdown of this is around $1,185.70. Again, this is hanging weight plus processing fee. So which after processing, according to their price sheet, uh, will be about 180 pounds of meat. That is equaling $6.58 a pound uh, for a mixture of steaks, ground beef, roasts, and stew meat. So their breakdown came to 90 to 100 pounds of ground beef, 80 to 100 pounds of steaks, roast, and stew meat. So practically, well, not practically, you are getting free-range grass-fed beef for approximately $6.58 a pound. To me, that's a steal. Now, if you wanted to get real technical, you could like break it down into each individual thing, but I, I'm not going to do that because nobody wants to sit here and listen to that all day. I understand not everyone will be able to purchase a half of beef due to the upfront cost or even storage space. You know, there, there's a couple different options that you can uh, still take advantage of this and not break the bank or take up a lot of space. One of the options, you can find a few friends to go in on it with you or family members. Uh, you all split up the meat after you purchase it. You split up the cost as well. The other option is that you buy the pre-portioned meat from the farmer directly. However, there's additional cost because they have to pay for the process and packaging and everything like that. So you'll probably be paying anywhere between $5.99 to $7.99 a pound for ground beef and then up to $30 a pound for beef tenderloin. Honestly, no one is going to eat tenderloin every night. I mean, and also at, you know, farm cost, it's about the same. It could be a little bit cheaper than the high-end store, and it also has a few extra benefits uh, if you buy it from the farm. One of those is you'll be supporting a local business owner and his or her family, and you also know exactly what's in the meat and where it had come from. So those are two great benefits there that you don't get in the grocery store. Let's go even cheaper now than bulk beef. Let's talk about venison or deer. There are many benefits that come with eating deer meat or wild game in general. One of those benefits is the cost of the meat. So assuming that you have gear to hunt, let's assume that you have all the gear that you need to hunt and you live in North Carolina, like me. You can purchase a deer license as a resident in North Carolina for $55. This allows you to harvest six deer and two turkeys along with an inland fishing license. That's less than $10 a deer before adding in the turkey and possible fish that you may catch throughout the year. Not a lot of money for that. That's, that's, that's a lot of potential with a small price tag. As an example, let's say I harvest four deer. Each deer respectfully is about 125 pounds. Now we're talking about a, a doe, female deer, that may produce, let's say respectfully, 60 pounds of usable meat. That's about 240 pounds of meat. You spend 55 $5 on the license, $25 on a box of shells, again assuming that you have the equipment that you need, and maybe 100 on miscellaneous things that you needed for the season, whether it's lures or corn or tree stand, whatever you may need. So you may be into 180 bucks. Again, assuming that you had, like I said, assuming that you have equipment already, and also assuming that you know how to butcher the meat yourself. You're looking at about 75 cents a pound for the meat i mean holy crap that's ridiculous 75 cents a pound for the meat and that meat is delicious if taken care of and handled properly now let's go a little bit different let's assume that you have you didn't have a rifle 
you didn't have camel, you didn't have tree stand, you didn't have a freezer, you didn't have a meat grinder. Rifle runs about $400, uh, $30 for the ammo, tree stand $150, camo $100. Let's face it, that's if you don't go crazy. That's if you go and purchase camo at Walmart, cheapest that you can find. You get a grinder, $300, freezer $400. Keep in mind, these are rough numbers, not exact. We're looking about maybe $1,400 up front. If you cut up and grind the deer yourself, even after purchasing the other items, you're looking at about a $6 a pound. Uh, now remember, you still have two more deer tags, two turkey tags, and a fishing license. That's if you live in North Carolina. Each state is different. The cost will start to go down every year because the items you purchased are generally a one-time buy. You can use those over and over again. Let's say you don't want to purchase a grinder, already had a freezer and a rifle, and decided to have it processed for you. Processing in North Carolina runs about $80 to $120 per deer, depending on what you get. So for four deer, you're looking around $480 total for processing, which will come out to be about 2 to $2.25 a pound cool thing about this is you don't necessarily have to hunt you know the cool thing about the scenario is you really you don't have to if you know any hunters if you work with a hunter if you have a neighbor that's a hunter uh, being a hunter myself you know we're pretty generous with our meat if you ask one of us to if you could have some of the meat you know more than likely i'm not saying all uh, but more than likely most of the time they'll be more than happy to share and provide some meat for you and your family but honestly to get the most benefit out of it would be to do it yourself it doesn't you know it's not just about providing clean organic meat for the family but it also gives a sense of reward and adds some excitement and also gives you the opportunity to become closer with nature as well so a lot of great benefits with that not just providing the meat i mean even though we're focusing primarily on the meat that it does provide so as we can see, you know, not all meat is created equal. Honestly, the best way to be able to provide the cleanest and purest meat possible would be to either, as I said before, buy it from your local farmer or to actually go and hunt that yourself. Well, this pretty much wraps up the episode for today. I do really appreciate you all listening, and I hope that you found some benefit or uh, gathered a few new insights with what we were talking about. Next episode is going to be October 31st, which is on Halloween. But, um, you know, again, thank you for tuning in. Uh, make sure you subscribe and share this with your friends. I'm sure that someone out there will be able to benefit from what we are talking about. So hope you all have a wonderful day, and we'll see you back here on Halloween. Thank you, and be well.